You're listening to episode 29 of Brave and Boss the Podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about imposter syndrome. So if you've ever felt like a fake or like you don't deserve your success or felt those fraudy feelings that can creep up from time to time when running a business, then this one's a must listen. Let's go. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Brave and Boss the Podcast. I'm the host of the podcast, Christy Sumer. I'm also the founder of Encircled, which is a sustainable fashion brand retailed exclusively online, and a coach uh, for business owners as well as in Marie Forleo's B School program every year. I am excited to be back with you today. Thank you for rejoining us. If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, if you're just discovering us, welcome. This podcast is really all about helping product-based business owners break through that ceiling, that mindset ceiling, and achieve their first million. That's my new passion. So I'm excited today to talk about some more mindset-focused stuff. And really, the title says it all. Like, do you feel like a fake sometimes? Imposter syndrome is something that I've dealt with personally for a very long time. And I bet if you're listening to this episode that it resonates with you in some way, shape, or form. So firstly, I just want to talk about what imposter syndrome is, um, what it looks like in your business or life, and then we'll talk about some ways that you can overcome this. So imposter syndrome is really simply put, when one doubts one's accomplishments and has a fear of being exposed as a fraud. And that's from the old reliable Wikipedia. So it's essentially somebody who feels like a fake and doesn't feel deserving of accomplishments and always kind of lives in a state that like somebody's going to come along and say that, you know, you're not, you know, qualified enough to do this. Um, Oftentimes, like the types of feelings that come up, um, I know in my past have been like, you know, I feel like a fake. I don't feel qualified for doing this. I can't fail. Everybody would see that. Um, you know, when success happens, you may say something like, well, that was, you know, because I was lucky or I was successful because my team helped me or I was successful because it was just like luck. Um, you know, another example would be just like persistent self-doubt. So somebody who constantly questions their decisions and feels like, you know, they're not ever good enough. Um, And also it can show up in setting goals that are like almost too big. So I talk a lot about goal setting on this podcast and I'm a big fan of, you know, having a vision and thinking big. But if you're today making, you know, $25,000 a month in revenue in your online store, next month you want to do $250,000. Like that's a big leap. Um, So unless you've got a really great plan behind that, it's going to be a challenge so let's say you go from 25,000 to 50,000 in revenue in one month, which is awesome. But then your goal was so high that you just feel like you weren't successful. So it's a, a really big symptom of imposter syndrome is setting goals that are like almost just unrealistically achievable. Like they're just not even in the scope of achievement, just so that you can honestly punish yourself when you don't re- achieve those goals. 
which is crazy, right? Um, so I think imposter syndrome is something mostly that's come up for me um, in my business. But I, I will say that when I was um, building my career, it did creep up for sure. Um, mostly when I was in consulting, um, because I was dealing with, I felt oftentimes in consulting, particularly really out of my league. And I also remember when I was doing my MBA that I felt like I like, how did I get into the school? Like, I'm not smart enough to be there. Like, that was a thought that I often had. Um, and that in itself is imposter syndrome. So the idea that getting into school to do an MBA and taking the same test and having, you know, qualifications, uh, you know, and interviews and, and being deserving of that moment, I felt like, you know, I wasn't smart enough to be there. And that is all perception. So that's all something in our mind and we talk about this a lot on the podcast but your mindset is going to be the factor that lets you grow or holds you back everything you want to learn you can learn it's online you could take a course you could figure it out yourself you could hire a coach however way you want to learn there's possibility to learn and grow but your mindset is what's really going to drag you down and keep you at levels where you're not experiencing the success that you want to and maybe hold you back from some of your goals so it's really important for us to acknowledge that if we have any of these kind of symptoms of imposter syndrome that we're coming up with ways that we can actually manage them and move past them. I don't know if you've ever been called a perfectionist, but I definitely have. And that's something that resonates with me and something that I've spent a long portion of my life trying to overcome. You know, I grew up a competitive athlete and I was really good in school and very on top of things and very scheduled and regimented. And I was always the best at everything. Um, But that's also very um, self-sabotaging trait. And it's not sustainable or realistic for real life. So, you know, usually high achievers tend to get a lot of imposter syndrome because they're always kind of achieving, trying to achieve these goals that feel out of their comfort zone and it pushes them to feel uncomfortable. But then when they actually achieve them, they feel like maybe they should have set a higher goal. And that's really perfectionism in a nutshell. You know, when you set a goal and you get it and you're like, ooh, I'm not going to celebrate this. I, you know, I'm going to actually tell myself off for not making my goal big enough. So this can be really destructive if it shows up in your business because it will actually hold you back from doing things. So some examples are like, what if somebody today, you know, called you up and said, you know, why don't you come on the morning show and talk about your brand? Would you say yes? If you've never been on TV, is this something you would jump at the chance? For other people, it could be like a podcast interview or maybe you know, your most favorite conference you've ever attended calls you up and says, I'll pay you to speak $5,000 for 30 minute um, presentation. Like, would you do it? And how would you feel about that opportunity? And if you're somebody who says, oh my God, that's amazing. I would totally take those opportunities and I wouldn't feel anything. I would just be excited and, you know, ready to go. Then great. You don't need to listen to the rest of this podcast because you've got a really healthy sense of self worth and confidence in your abilities. But if there's even a little part of you that says like, I don't know if I can do that. Am I ready? Then you got some stuff to work on. And that's okay, because all of us are works in progress. I mean, this is something, like I said, I've been working on it my whole life. I mean, I remember in high school, even, you know, I made you know, you're only allowed to play so many sports in high school, they limit you. Um, And of course, I want to play on like five teams. And I made 
I tried out for her. Let me see. I tried out for baseball, soccer, ice hockey, volleyball, and something else. Tennis. And I got onto all five varsity teams. And then I had to choose. And one would think that I'd be like, oh my God, that's so amazing. I'm really great. Like, but that was not my perception. My perception was oh my God, like maybe they haven't seen me really play properly. Like maybe they've overassessed my abilities. Like I wasn't even letting myself enjoy that ability to like be successful in achieving, you know, like basically perfect tryouts for all these varsity teams. Like who gets to pick which team they get to go on? Like that's incredible. Now looking back, I'm like, wow, that's a really great achievement. Um, So I think this can really hold you back from celebrating stuff. It also holds you back from, Um, taking opportunities, but from celebrating your success, which can be really detrimental to your business, because as you go, you know, you're going to hit new milestones. And it's going to be really important for you to um, keep yourself motivated and keep going throughout this journey. We all know that entrepreneurship is up and down and all over the place. So it's important to acknowledge that and um, find ways to manage your emotions and your mindset throughout the process. All right, so let's talk about a few things that I think are really helpful for managing imposter syndrome. So the first one is mentors. Um, so I would say if you don't have a mentor, and I've talked about this uh, before on the podcast, try and find a mentor. Ideally find like a volunteer mentor. You can get one through a number of organizations. I actually just had a coaching client tell me about an Amazon program where they're pairing people with mentors. There's forum for women entrepreneurs in Canada where you can get a mentor. You just have to pay a small fee Um, or you could hire a paid mentor Um, or you could reach out to people on LinkedIn and see if they, you know, some people will volunteer and be mentors. It's a little bit difficult, obviously, because people need to um, contribute their time. And oftentimes, like, I'm a mentor to a couple people and it does take a lot of time. And, you know, so you only have so many people you can mentor. Um, But it's worth asking. But find a mentor. Find somebody who can kind of check you when you start having these feelings and check the reality of the thoughts. Because if you get into this mindset of black and white thinking that, like, you know, you're not good enough for this opportunity for TV then you're going to really hold back your success or you're not good enough to lead people or you don't have the experience to build a team. Like none of us do. We're all learning as we go. So try and find a mentor who can give you like a really objective outside um, perspective on your abilities and capabilities and where you can improve and where you need development. And that I think will be transformative for many of you. The second thing I'll suggest is find a good entrepreneurial crew. So find a group of um, people, your biz besties, let's call them. I talk about that a lot, that I have, you know, a handful of women who are just amazing and inspirational, who I know I can go to with any problem I have and just like keep them on speed dial because, and let them know that you're on speed dial for them too. So when any of these like fraudy feelings come up, you know, bounce them off of them. Say, hey, you know, I... I have this um, speaking opportunity that came up. Um, you know, I, I feel a lot of fear around it and like I'm not capable. What do you think? And get their honest opinion on it. Oftentimes when we run these things through our head, we're making up these stories. And people who aren't involved in our heads and not living in our brains have a much different perspective and they can offer a different way of thinking about it. And usually a pretty simplified view, but it's like, honestly the truth so get people in your life who support you and can be cheerleaders when you're feeling that self-doubt 
All right. So the next thing I'm going to say is um, for dealing with fraudy feelings is to do a look back. I talk about that often on the podcast, um, and I totally borrowed this idea from Tony Robbins. But he talks about doing a look back. So basically, looking back on your success from time to time to see how you're, how far you've come, and really celebrating that. So as an example, I talk about this often on the podcast that my first one, um, not my first month, but like one of my first few months, I would say after I launched my business, I did $138 in revenue. And that was to a friend. So I basically sold one product in the whole calendar month. And I felt awful. I felt like, who am I to be running a business? And this is such a dumb idea. Like, why would I ever think that I could quit my full-time job to do this, you know, as a career? This is so dumb. I'll never be successful. Literally, those are the feelings that I had in my head. But when I look back today at that month and where we are today, it's really hard to like feel like I haven't succeeded because all the stuff that I've done and all the the accomplishments and the team that I've built and all the products that I've launched, even if I'm not running a hundred million dollar business right now, you know, I've come so far and there's so many things that I did that I would have never done um, if I hadn't quit my full-time job. So it's important to look back. So pick a period, a time period that works for you. If you're relatively new in your business, maybe you pick like a year ago or five years or um, a few months, whatever feels good for you. And look back and just write down like where you were then and then write down where you are now. It doesn't have to be financial. It doesn't have to be revenue, but revenue is a good one to pick if you want to look at. But even just write down a list of a few things that you've done in the last like little while that you can celebrate as accomplishments. So the next one I would say is really surround yourself with positive information and positive people. So we all know that mindset is really a function of the information you're consuming. And this goes into social media, podcasts, who you follow on Instagram, the books you read. So try and create and curate content that feeds a really healthy mindset. Um, you know, a really great book for mindset is actually called Mindset by Carol Dweck. I love the success principles by Jack Canfield. That's a really great one um, about mindset principles. Um, there's tons of awesome podcasts, um, and I'll try and put a few of them in the show notes that I love. But try and consume content that brings positivity to your life. And the best thing about Instagram right now is that there's a mute button. So if there's people who are not bringing you positivity, who maybe politically you don't want to unfollow, um, you can mute them so you don't have to see their stories um, and you don't have to respond right away to people's DMs. You can put up your own boundaries. So make sure you are putting up those boundaries and checking the kind of content that you're consuming and making sure that it aligns with the mindset of confidence and believing in yourself. All right, the next thing you could do is you could hire a coach. So I've definitely looked at hiring a mindset coach or you could um, get some therapy if you feel like that's required. No judgment here. I've been in therapy off and on since I was 16 and it's really helpful to get honestly the same thing with a mentor except you know, a therapist is obviously way more trained in psychological techniques and stuff like that um, and can go into like a deep dive of your childhood and stuff like that whereas a coach is more forward looking and will give you more encouragement. Um, 
and they have very different roles, but I definitely advocate for therapy for everybody. It is really helpful to have somebody who can question your beliefs because oftentimes we get these beliefs, um, be it in childhood or maybe through through our partner or through our friends and they really stick with us. So having somebody from the outside come in and say like, is this true? And it sounds really simple, but it's surprising how much we believe things to be true that aren't actual facts. They're just stories that we've told ourselves over and over again. So if you tell yourself a story over and over again, like I can't build a $10 million business, you're gonna start to believe it as a fact. What if you changed your mindset? What if you reframe that thought and said, I am capable of building a $10 million business? You know, there's so much power in words and affirmations. It's super cheesy for a lot of people, but if you feel like it's helpful for you, and I wholly believe it's um, helpful for me, I actually write affirmations on post-it notes and I leave them all over my um, condo because I like to read them from time to time and really try and change my mindset. And The next thing I'm going to recommend is just be more conscious of your thoughts. So every time you're saying something and if it's super negative or um, really um, not speaking well of yourself, like stop yourself and write down that thought and then come back to it later and actually assess it versus reality. Because I think all the time we have this tendency to like look at ourselves and we're really hard on ourselves as entrepreneurs. Like we don't experience that self-compassion that a lot of people have for themselves but treat yourself like you would treat a child like you would never say these things to a child or a friend like it's just not okay so try and think about your thoughts and say like would I say this to my best friend would I tell her this like you really need to start becoming more conscious and mindful of your thoughts and even tell yourself to stop when you feel like you're going down a negative train of thought Um, And the last thing I'm going to suggest to work on is if you are like me, a recovering perfectionist or current perfectionist, work on some things to let that go. And some of that is really around setting realistic goals, around celebrating successes that seem super small, but like if you had a goal to double your revenue next month and you did it, like celebrate that, like genuinely celebrate it and be proud of that. And don't let other people take that away from you. Uh, We had an incident somewhat recently on Instagram where um, one of our influencers who um, had a problem with um, the way she was being paid or how much she was being paid for a workshop went on Instagram and spilled the beans on how much she was being paid. And she referenced a post that I talked about where I said like we had the best top line revenue month in April ever. And my immediate reaction was, oh my God, I shouldn't have posted that. Like, why did I tell people that that was the best month ever? And then I reread my post that I wrote and I actually said like, in the not even like a word later I said but profitability was questionable because we were selling in April a lot of face masks which for us were really really low margin and um I felt a lot of shame from her like that she had shamed me into um questioning whether or not I should post that but for me it felt like a success like we had just gone through this pandemic and you know the previous month we had stalled our revenue mid-month when everything shut down and we were able to kind of come back um and turn things around in a lot of ways and so that's just like a warning around like a couple of things boundaries number one so letting people 
take your glory and throw it in your face. You can't have people like that. You got to unfollow them. You got to block them. You got to, if they're family members, that's a little bit trickier. Um, but you got to cut people like that out of your life because, and quite honestly, like I deserve to celebrate that. If a man had gone on Instagram and done that, people would have given him high fives and said, that's so amazing. But for some reason, there's this weird thing with women where we like to take each other's success away from each other. So I would say, try and celebrate a woman today who's a business owner, try and celebrate something she's doing. And you'll start to see other people celebrate you too. And that just feels really nice. And if you see somebody kind of cutting you down for celebrating your own successes, then that you really need to ask yourself if that is somebody who you need in your life or in your social media sphere. All right, so I think that's it for on imposter syndrome, but I'd really love to hear if this episode resonated with you. So please join me over at Brave and Boss on Instagram or join our free Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash brave and boss, where you can connect with over 50 female entrepreneurs. And we'll t- we talk about all kinds of stuff, including mindset, and we do some group coaching. And it's just a really fun, positive space. So if you're feeling a fake, like a fake sometimes, firstly, just know that you're not alone. This is a really common thing that I think you're going to have to deal with throughout your entrepreneurial journey. So it's better if you really come up with some ways and take some stuff away from this episode to work on. We're all a work in progress and just the more that you can become conscious of your thoughts and try to make more positive thoughts and try to implement some of these resources, I promise you that you'll start to see some results in your mindset improving. All right, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. for listening to brave and boss the podcast if you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com where you can find all the show notes free resources and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store you can also follow me at k-r-i-s-t-i-s-o-o-m-e-r on instagram find your purpose make it happen i'll talk to you soon